Five Podcast. You do everything for a reason, right? For a purpose. If you have a reason or a purpose behind everything, you'll actually like do it. How you do one thing is how you do everything. But here's the thing like with partying is that there's an inherent risk to it that I don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do it. You shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things. And just everything that happens, you're like question it and just continue on without like trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of emotion to it. Just like the fact that like how fragile life actually is. I feel like if you just paint, like, um, if you just paint the siding like all gray, it'll just instantly increase the value of your property by like at least ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know, dude. It's it's a tough look right now for sure, but I think that's gonna be a job for the for the new crew once we. Once we start up. Yeah, it'd be a good training project, right? Because it's like, it's on your house. So even if like something goes wrong, it's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. I don't think the client will be too mad. So. <laughs> yeah. Lose your shit on your painters. <laughs> yeah. Trying to teach you guys how this is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. But now it's, um, Have you trained um, painters like uh, outside of job sites before? Yeah. Yeah, I did that last year. Nice. But yeah, this year was yeah, my so first year doing that. And like, it's actually a game changer not having to do that on the job site. <laughs> yeah, I actually wanted to kind of talk to you guys about that today. Um, Brady, what's up? I was Dubai, my guy. All right, it's like four a.m. for you, boys. Yeah, like what? What yeah, time? Six a.m. Yeah. Oh, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good morning, sunshine. <laughs> Yo, that's awesome. Good for you, man. Getting I was your Wi-Fi. So I can't use that. Just put out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Wait, by the way, I, I can't do Tuesdays at 7.45, so we'll discuss that later this call what time to do. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, it's it like Thursdays. Thursdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. No. Are okay, you yeah. Right Sorry? I said, are you going to be cold calling like every weekday? Yeah, I'll think about it. It's like kickbox Tuesday and Thursdays from seven to eight. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. I could well, do it but, Fridays though too. But oh yeah, I guess because I was gonna be like, what about eight? But then it's like you still have to get home and shit. Like yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I say after like once, or I guess even in the group chat, we can all just like throw out like I don't know, like three to five times throughout the well, week. That we'll how about we do? Let's do the calendar um thing. Like remember what Connor or I don't know if Connor did, but. I've seen people do it like for group projects where you it's like a thing that a program that you send out and then everybody puts in the time so they're free and then it like oh. puts together like a calendar compilation and it shows like green times are what everyone's free red times are where no one's free it like fucking just sinks your whole hmm. okay. it's actually super cool does that, update, I can that out. does that update like ongoing like it's like you know right now my schedule is very different than what it's going to be well, like it, when we when we need to when we need to redo it, we would just resend it out for like the foreseeable future. It's like kind of like however far out you can like forecast type thing. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. I guess let's jump into the conversation just in case this episode ever gets released and we don't have an intro. Welcome everyone to the very first episode of the Five Alive Club podcast. <laughs> Anything you hear or see here shouldn't be taken seriously. It's just five guys having a good time. Uh, none of this is legal, financial, or any kind of personal <laughs> advice. <laughs> <Just> Act on <laughs> it <laughs> at your own risk. 
That being said, <laughs> enjoy the podcast. I love that. How's everyone doing? I love it. You Dude. have to do that every time. Yeah, that's got to be our intro. <laughs> yeah, Max has the best at it. Straight up disclaimer. <laughs> like, we're just fucking around here. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> if you get sued, not on us. Just saying. <laughs> Zach, you got to throw your um, name ideas in the, in the chat. Oh, Are we all honestly, set like, this being the... Because, like, I'm cool with it. Like, I've, I've looked I'm in, like, cool the socials that have been. Like, I don't see any issue with that. Well, the more I thought, like I like, like I like, I like the Prime to Five like idea. I think like Prime Five, I think sounds a little bit cooler. Mm. I, don't, mm. I don't know if you guys are like too picky on like the Prime Two Five. I thought Prime Five sounded cool. I I was looking Prime a lot. Like, oh, okay. Do you guys like that? Yeah, like Prime Five. Yeah. Yeah. If you just like, it's not, the, yeah. Yeah, it's just a little bit like more simple. And then like instead of the word five, we could use like the letter five. Or the letters mm-hmm. to number five, the letter five. <laughs> like prime and it's number five. Yeah, like I thought that'd be kind of cool, and it also kind of works because there's like there's five letters in prime. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Zach, you thought That's so deep into this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like five alive club. I literally, that. I just threw it out there. I'm like, yeah, I think that sounds kind of cool. Like, what do you guys think? <laughs> we're over here on analyzing like all the patterns of the words and everything. Fucking <laughs> Zach. Yeah. I like yeah, the Prime logo Five, but um, I looked at the Instagram. The Prime Five is taken, but Prime Five Pod is not taken. So we could use that for like mm-hmm. the the name for that. And I could like I know ways to like get Instagram usernames. Like they're it's kind of like a tedious process, but like if it's something that we want to go with, I could kind of go about like trying to access that username. It might not happen like right away. Like it could happen eventually because like I've watched lots of content with people that like um like there's actual users that have the usernames and then people like go about kind of like messaging them and discussing with them about potentially like swapping their username or whatever. So your name, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. No, if you guys like that, that's like I think that's pretty dope. I thought a lot about like trying to find a cool name. Like uh, that had to do with like some sort of like self-discovery or like, you know, like transcendence or something like that. But it was like, it kind of sounds corny. So I was like, I couldn't really think of one that sounded cool. I'm I'm down. I can get on board. Sick. I like it. Either way, we have another time. So just say it every time. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'll just keep saying it until one of us, like with big boys on us, you know? No, um, what up for everyone listening? If you're listening, um, it's currently (laughs) just four people, not five. Skyler, Mm -hmm. one of the other hosts, could not make it today, but, you know, you will hear from him in the future, hopefully. (laughs) If we can ever get our schedule figured out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Lining up, lining up five people's schedules is a fucking <clears throat> like. It's easy to do like one or two, but like you got five different people doing five different things, it gets fucking wild. Yeah. Well, everybody yeah, thinks they're pretty easy going. They're pretty good with it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like I'm good with it. Like once we have it figured out, but like even like now, like Brady's in fucking Dubai at like six a.m. You guys want to like, see this? <laughs> I actually do. Ooh, that's what's Dude, so okay, nice. like I just want to say. I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram stuff, but I think every Absolutely. person needs to go to Dubai. Yeah. This is the nicest place I've ever been in my entire life. 
Really? Mm. Oh, I should I just switch this camera around, can I? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> How did you flip your camera? What just happened there? <laughs> did it work? Sideways. No, no it's, it's, now you're just the other way around. That's all. <laughs> what? There you oh, go. That did it. Oh, you can't even like... I'm just like trying not to. That's sweet. How long have you been there for, and how long are you there for um, in the future? Been there for, been here for two, here until Saturday. Saturday more. And do you oh, have shit, planned, or are you just like running around fucking looking at stuff? Oh no, we have stuff planned. So yeah, last night was the dinner yacht, and then today we're going to the aquarium and the mall. The super mall or whatever yeah. and then wednesday is the the dunes the sand so we go sand surfing it's 11 hours so you get dried out there you go on the, the sand and then you ride camels and you have a dinner out there and all that stuff and then thursday is a dinner at the top on the floor of the burj khalif tower oh dude holy fuck man are you going to the palm islands right here we went there last night around the yacht oh um, that was there okay sick yeah. Oh, and then Tuesday we're going to the Global Village. What is that? Yeah, it's a village that hosts seventy-five nations. So it's like a giant amusement park. And instead of each one being like 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 a ride, quote unquote, it's like a nation. So there's seventy-five countries there, like Africa, um, like England, Germany, fucking Spain, Canada, like like. So you go and visit all these nations, like Japan, China, uh, Australia. And you go and visit all the nations. I was looking on like online. Apparently, it takes four days on average to hit up all the nations <laughs> so it's gonna go to one day and it's like with the top 10 places they're gonna have they have yeah, they sell yeah, food yeah. at each nation so all the food they sell is made in those countries and then all the items they sell like marketplaces are also made in those countries that's, oh, that's cool yeah. that's fucking nuts you yeah, know what the best part is it's not that expensive to come here like i think if you make a hundred like if you make a hundred k in a student work summer i think like you could afford it pretty easily but you should like I don't know. I, I think it was worth it to like reward yourself to like come here for a week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you make 100k annual grade, you can you can afford yeah. a lot of travel. Yeah, 100k. <laughs> no, I mean, like people that are in Florida. It's like it's um, it's eight thousand dollars for three of us for seven days. Remember that my mom. That's it. Dude, so that's on average, twenty seven hundred a person. Yeah, yeah. Or twenty eight hundred. Does that and include so all like, the stuff that you're doing there, like currently? Does that include it, or is that separate? No, that's separate. Sorry. So let's say uh. Say nine thousand, one thousand dollars of spending, like taxiing and then just eating out. That includes hotel, flights, everything else. Yeah, so unless like you stay at a resort, but I feel like if you stay at a resort, you won't get the full experience. Like we stay at a hotel right downtown, so we can just walk out and walk downtown. I think a resort would be a little weird, just like way away. And the resort's probably just the same as Mexico, like you're on a beach, so like same thing everywhere where you go. So I'd recommend. Did you end up staying? Downtown. So you ended up staying in Dubai, not that town that was like twenty minutes out. No, we're at the town, twenty minutes out. Okay. Yeah. Sharjah, dude, the price difference is like a third. That's crazy. Like, if you stayed in Dubai, bro, it was like 338 a night, whereas this place is 97 a night. Okay, Canadian, that's not bad. Yeah, that's way better. <laughs> we just pay a 20 hour taxi ride and get back into town, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's very well worth but it. It's, it's still like a city here, like, you can walk downtown, so there's tons of stuff. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's yeah, I've been I'm, thinking yeah. about the whole traveling thing a lot, and I think I definitely want to do do some of that like next year after I'm done with like 
production. You're done school this year, Zach? Yeah, yeah, I'm done after this year. So, dude, honestly, like, yeah, like in the fall when you have your off season, just just Google like your top three or top five places, and they just pick one or two or three of them. So how much money well, you yeah. have, time you have. I don't think I told oh. you guys this, but like literally in ten days here, I am currently looking at flights and everything, trying to plan everything. I I might end up doing a spontaneous Bali trip here just because Bali. Whoa, is super dude! Cheap. And like, yeah, sick? I was planning on doing like a bigger trip next uh, fall, same as you, Zach. And then I was talking to my landlords who travel quite a lot, maybe like pretty long trips, and they were like, "Ah, there's always gonna be a reason to like put it off till next year. Like, you might as well just do it if you have the time, have the money to do it just right now." So I was like, you know, fair enough. So <laughs> I'm looking. There's currently like a volcano erupting in time or in uh, like right beside Bali there. So, you know, I don't know if that's going to influence it, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <That'd be sick. laughs> What's the cost of like flights to get to, to get to Bali? They're very expensive. I yeah, think they're like right. three to four thousand. That being said, like my mom works at Air Canada. So like for me, it's a hundred bucks. So <laughs> dude, flights yeah, are where all the money was. Yeah. Yeah, like kinda... flights here were were fifty seven hundred bucks. Flights here. How do I not know your mom works in Canada? What? Oh, awesome. Sorry, Brady. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brady. <laughs> no, that was it. I was just, I was letting you. Flights are expensive as fuck. So good yeah. thing Max has a connection. <laughs> yeah. Since when did you like? How did I not know your mom works at Air Canada? That's dope. Yeah. No, she's been working there for about four months, and it's like it's pretty nice. Like uh, when I went down to Hawaii, the flight there cost like eight dollars the flight back cost like 10 so yeah like i think the most expensive i've like looked at place all around the world the most expensive i found so far is like a round trip is 100 bucks so like it's just it, oh. it is the nicest thing ever like go find yourself a family member and get them to work at our canada <laughs> yeah well maybe. Uh, like, a, like a friends and family thing or what <laughs> no unfortunately it's literally just like uh i'm just kidding if, yeah you're like a reliance or what it was called Mm. oh yeah see that would explain it yeah so Megan's mom she was a flight attendant before um and now she's like retired like forced retirement because of her like you know brain tumor and all that stuff so it's just like uh we do get pretty sweet deals but not like that because i was like what <laughs> so we're getting ripped off over here <laughs> yeah Damn, dude, that's actually absolutely insane so you could like your travel possibilities with that just like increased like skyrocket bro yeah well yeah. that's why like i want to go this year because like who knows what the situation is going to be like for next year like maybe my mom doesn't have a job there anymore mm-hmm. so it's like with Bali, Dude. like i'm pretty sure i could do a week there for under 300 bucks like everything included so what <laughs> a week well yeah. if you don't go if you don't go i'm gonna be offended <laughs> that's what my landlord say, said as well <laughs> Wait, how much does it cost to sleep there for a night in Bali? Well, I was looking at hostels. It's like most hostels that I was looking at were like five bucks a night. Um, five dollar? What the fuck, dude? And you, for travel, you meal. get a scooter. Uh, it's a dollar fifty a day. Um, and then for a eating, day? Yep. And then for eating, um, for eating, I don't remember if this was per meal or per day. I think it's per day. Um, so it makes more sense. Uh, it was like three to four dollars. So yeah, like, once you get there, it's super cheap. It's just the flights there are usually fairly pricey. You should just fucking go meet Brady in Dubai right now, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, bro, come here. <laughs> That's I'm so crazy. Come have dinner on the rooftop tower with me. What was That's that sick, though. Good to know. 
Oh, I just wanted to know how long the flight was from, like, I'm assuming you flew straight out of Vancouver, or did you have to fly somewhere and then to Dubai? Dude, it's so fucked. So, Kelowna to Vancouver, Vancouver to Dallas, Texas, Dallas, Texas to London, and then London to Dubai. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> That's so it was a... 34 hours in total of flights. Oh, when fuck. did you say you're there until Brady? Saturday? Yeah, we leave at 2 a.m. Saturday. Okay. Max is checking our account. <laughs> Max is like, no, no. no. Friday night. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm just going to show up at your hotel one day. Uh, no, I was asking because that was my other concern here is like with Christmas coming up here, I guess for you, you're a couple weeks away, so it's not that bad. But with Christmas coming up, um, because the flights, they're, they're very cheap, but they're standby flights. Um, so like, I think I've flown on six flights now with standby and I haven't had any issues. But like with Christmas coming up, everybody's flying home. So if I go right now, there's like a small chance that I don't make it home until like the first week of January or something. So that, that's like a slight issue, but. You could be stuck in Bali living on fucking $6 a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy though, like how affordable it is there. Wait, is Bali the place where like all those online entrepreneurs move to and just work online and live there for cheap? Is that yeah. that place, Bali? Yeah. Was, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's lots of different options, right? Like Bali, you could go Thailand, you could do like Thailand, okay. Like any of those places, really. I mean, not a lot of stuff is crazy expensive unless you're trying to do it. Dude, like, so yeah. if you have an online business, you're going to hire a year, Bali's like, you're booming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, like, problem is like, you can't stay there forever, but so much though right like i mean you make 100k here it's like if you make 100k and you're able to work overseas somewhere your income is worth like three to four times as much so you're actually making closer to like four to five hundred k on that same yeah right but exactly you said you can't live i'm just thinking like for like work visa like like for like you know like legal wise you can't live there forever right like you have to come back to yeah yeah, but so I mean, you could yeah, do like quite long stints. You could you could stay there for like a month or two, and then you could just fly to another place, stay there for a month, mm-hmm. fly to another place, stay there for a month or two, right? Like you could just consistently move around. It'd be kind of more fun that way because you're not in the same place. But like even when I went to like Cuba, there was one guy that was there for a month just on vacation. So, holy shit! Yeah, is that what um Alex Romanzi does with his wife? Don't they just travel to a new place every month and just rent? I'm not sure. No idea. Okay. I don't know if they're like totally remote. That's cool. Yeah, it's a sneaky way to get around some stuff. Like um, one of my friends, uh, his mom knows a guy and he buys real estate, but like he'll buy it in different countries. So like you can buy houses that are, you know, a million to three quarters of a million here. And you can go and get those houses in like Bali for like 300K or like Mexico for like 250 right so like instead of buying stuff consistently here you buy stuff there and then you just use them as vacation homes for people like airbnbs essentially right and then you go and use them for like two months out of the year when you want to go on vacation and the rest of the year you just rent them out and make money on them and then you're paying way less right so there's lots of also very like heavily on the place though because like i know in hawaii yeah. for example they have like a new law where I don't know if they're restricting or like forbidding Airbnb purchases there altogether, just because so many people are doing that and like not actually living there. Yeah, there's uh, legal things that you have to get around. Like I know in Bali, you either have to have like a, a holding company that was generated within the country or something along those lines in order to actually purchase the real mm-hmm. estate. But there are companies out there that help figure that stuff out. It, it's just more legal stuff that you have to kind of deal with and navigate. But mm-hmm. 
traveling is sick. I definitely have like a bit of a travel bug now because I'm just like, man, there's so many things I want to do and like so much shit I want to see to try and build it in so that two to four weeks out of the year, I can go somewhere else. Like realistically. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go to, um, I've been thinking about it a lot. I think I'm just going to take a solo trip to LA next fall. I, I really like, yeah, I just want to go by myself. Yeah. Like this well, is to, dad, just like, California. Dude, okay, same. Because on my bucket list, I have like, I want to solo travel. And like, I think like if I end up going to Bali right now, it's going to be a solo thing because I pitched like, a few people on coming to Bali and nobody really wants to pay for the tickets, which like, fair enough. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, I feel like solo traveling, you definitely get like a lot of independence and a lot of like, you, ju- you just end up growing as a person from what I've heard. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like LA is a pretty, pretty interesting place to go for the first time by yourself, but yeah, well, I've been to LA before, like before, and like I know it's like a, it's a pretty like doable place by yourself. I think like it's pretty. It's just, it's not like somewhere <laughs> I'm going to be super uncomfortable. So it's like somewhere to like kind of like ease yourself in, I suppose. But mm-hmm. I probably only go for like a week. Like it wouldn't be super long. Mm-hmm. And then I also I want to go somewhere with like other people as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid going to the same place twice because I I sat yeah. down to the math on it and I was like, okay, like say you were able to travel two to four weeks out of every year um, and say in each of those, like that stint, you went to one to two different places. So effectively every year you can go to two different places on the planet. And if you're lucky, if your life works out, you might be able to travel for another 45 to 50 years before your like golden time is basically run out. Cause like when you're like 75, 80, like I don't know how traveling really looks at that point in your life. So, I mean, if you took those numbers, you might be able to see a hundred places before your time is effectively up. And that's if the world s- stays good, you know what I mean? Cause like yeah. war and shit happens, like there might be places COVID. Where might be able to go. Yeah. COVID like, you know, if that restricts two years of travel, then what? Right. So like, you look at it from that lens and you're able to actually only do those 100 trips in your lifetime, like that really narrows it down to like, where should you spend that time? And like, I don't know, for me, I'm just like, man, I don't know if I want to go somewhere that I've already been. Like, even if it's like, you know, like you're on one side of the country versus the other, like that might be a little bit different, but it's just like, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot out there. The world's a big place. And if I can only throw a hundred darts, like those darts got to be picked pretty fucking carefully. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Daniel, how is Yeah, you? I also like I'm sorry, go ahead, Max. Oh no no. I, I was gonna transition off the topic. I was just asking Daniel how his week was, but no, you okay. go ahead. very quickly becoming yeah. a travel podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have very anything like crucial out. I was just gonna blab on. Okay, sick. Uh Daniel, how was your week? Did you get up to anything? Uh, it's a pretty good week. I actually didn't do a tremendous amount of stuff. I did I did a quote today, so that was kind of cool. It was kind of nice. Just like I'm trying to start booking work for next year and try and get things kind of lined up. Like I don't really like starting the year at zero. So ideally, I'd try and get like at least you know, a few thousand booked away it would be great. Um, saw some, some friends this week, which is nice. Went and saw my buddy Cole and we just like hung out and had a good fucking couple of days just enjoying myself spending time at home just doing things like that it was really cold this week so i didn't want to fucking do anything like it was like i don't know what the weather's like in calgary but in edmonton it was like minus 20 like minus 30 yeah. chill and so i was like yeah no, yeah. <laughs> just gonna mm-hmm. stay in my house so just trying to piece things together 
and see how are you doing the quotes like under the student work's name with like the student work's material and then just entering no it, it's like all under pro works oh pro works nice. let's go oh <laughs> pro works agreements pro works swag pro works everything i even did my client manual up it's fucking right here so i got this going on cool caution web painting that's awesome. hilarious <laughs> so, like nice. pro works on the inside and then i got it all all pro works out and everything so it's pretty Holy sweet shit. yeah so that took a little bit of time to build it still has student work stuff in it so i had to just like basically like make like a you know because you give it to the client and they're reading it so i just made like an explanation page like hey like you're gonna see student works throughout this client manual and logos and stuff like that and like here's the history on where i've come from and where i'm going and just that way it kind of you know explains it because they just there's not a lot of stuff that's been transitioned over in the ProWorks world. Like there is a lot, but they're missing certain things. Like it's just not quite there and it's coming, like it's getting put together. But for now I'm having to do a lot of those things. Like even the client manual, I built that, like when I got a red binder, like, figured out the template and did all that stuff. Right. So like, it's just, um, it's a bit of a fuck around at the moment, but getting through it and we're figuring it out. Luckily, like Corey and Jordan are pretty on point with Wedding stuff, like all I really have to do is kind of ask for it. So, for anyone listening, do we have, this, do we have um, the same but... water bottle, Daniel? Yeah, probably. Did you get it at Costco? Well, mine's what brand is it? Mine's this one. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Nah, man, 20 bucks. Costco, <laughs> it's a thermo flask, whatever the fuck that means. Oh, uh, mine was from winners. <laughs> mine was also 20 bucks. Uh, Daniel couldn't afford a hydro flask, so he got a thermo yeah, flask. Yeah, I was going to say, anyone listening, if you don't know, um, all of us at one point or another came from a painting franchise called Studentworks Painting. Zach and myself are still in the company. Uh, Daniel has transitioned into uh, ProWorks Painting, which is similar concept, is just more year-round. Uh, Brady is currently a sales rep for a uh, ProWorks franchise in Kelowna. And Skylar Holm, who is not here today, is a... Uh, mini district manager, so business coach, and uh, continuing to run his student works franchise. Yeah, just you know, I feel like I to throw that right. out there. <laughs> We're gonna have to do like some sort of a fucking intro or something. Yeah, and Matt is good at those. Like who we are, like you know, like a little snippet, like two minute. Yeah, thing. yeah. And it's, well, it's weird, think... like transitioning though, right now, because it's like I feel like our conversation is going like casually, and then at a time I'm like, oh wait, like I feel like out of context, if like nobody knows about student works or nobody knows about like what we do it's just so confusing yeah. so i just want to yeah. kind of like throw it in maybe we should like um like just do some sort of episode like you said like where we kind of you know take a couple minutes and uh, talk about ourselves and introductions yeah yeah that would be a good idea just like a, a recording when we have all five of us we'll just do like five minutes each or something just like yeah who the fuck am i what the fuck do i do where am I going? So you have like a background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I did have something I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Go. Yeah, go. So I've been like, like with TradeArc, I've been um, just like looking through lots of the documents lately. And I've kind of been taking it slow right now, like with the content wise, just because I'm trying to get through this semester and it's like my school has been quite difficult lately. But um, I've been thinking about like a lot about systemization and stuff. So I kind of like after reading some of the content, I put together like a employee roadmap. So like 
it's very rough, but it's kind of like from the point where your employee is hired to like the point where they're like a kind of an independent, like they can, um, like they're, you kind of delegate it off to them. You're not like, they're not super dependent on you. Doesn't I kind of like something like that? I'm not sure. I think they were talking about it on, um, I think it was the very first podcast where, uh, what's his name? Tristan, I uh, got interviewed. I think he was talking about like the, vision or whatever they had for each employee oh oh that's uh that's oh, called vivid vision, vision. yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah. Mm -hmm. okay yeah i just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this like oh, sh oh can you let me share it i know oh yeah yeah give me a sec yeah. like obviously this is very rough but it's just kind of like um, so, there we go okay perfect i was like i don't actually know how to do that so i'm glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> so like you start off with like, like this is like once the person's hired you've offered them the job like job and they've accepted mm -hmm. it's like you start off with like you know the emails that you need like um like the information you know their systems paint information um i'm going to be like giving all my painters an expectation document that I might be kind of like working on just like letting them know what what exactly is going to be required and stuff. Wouldn't that just be and effectively like your painter policies? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yes, I guess, but I just wanted to change some of the things like differently because last year there were certain things that my like painter specific stuff that they weren't really like following, so I just want to tailor it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then like after that, it's you know the equipment, so. Like getting them their like required gear that they need if they need a roof rack, their 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 clothes and whatnot. And then I Are guess you requiring here, a roof rack for every painter, or what? Why does it say roof rack required? Oh, that that's supposed to be if. Oh. oh okay, yeah. I was like, I was thinking that too. I was like, man, everybody's getting roof racks. Damn, is that <laughs> good money? It's ready. <laughs> no, that's supposed to be an if. <laughs> but um, and then like. You have all like your, I guess this would just be training. You have all your training. So like, I'm going to be, I want to do like a paint training at my house. And then I want to show them like do a client relations training, probably in that same, same training section. And then do like a separate paint store training, you know, like job site management, paperwork training, like sort unit training. These all aren't, aren't going to be like super, you know, like big trainings. Like some of them might only take, 25 30 minutes are you planning on doing all this separately yes i want to do all this separately before they step foot on a job site like like when i say separately i mean like are you going to do like one of these things and then like in a day do another thing mm. okay okay no. because I, I was like dude this is going to be incredibly inefficient yeah like like lots of them will be grouped together i'm sure it might span into you know two two days maybe like just depending on on schedule wise, but you can do all of different... that in a two hour. I guarantee you. you yeah, you're also probably say, right. I feel like it'd be really cool um, to have like storage unit training, paperwork training, all of that, <clears throat> where the painters don't actually have to do it themselves. Like this year, when you do it, you can just have someone record everything, and that way you mm -hmm. have like a two hour video just to send out to them. And like that's kind of my plan. Yeah. Yeah, like I just I just really want my people to like go through this stuff and really understand it before they start the job because like last year they kind of understood it but like 
once I get going with production, it's like I found it last year really difficult to like take the time to like explain things at a super like base level. Do you not so do now, a production meeting with each employee? I, I do, but I just like, I don't know what, what do, I want your guys' thoughts on this. Like, do you think this is like actually something that was, is like effective to do? How long would it take you to do everything that you have here in front of me? Oh, I, I think this honestly I could probably just make this into a video, maybe a 10 minute video. This would probably also be 10 minutes. This could probably be, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then this one would be physically just going to the paint store, walking around, talking to the people. So like maybe 30 minutes. Could you not just have one. a team meeting at the paint store and have everyone come there and then do that all at once? Yeah, it, like this would be with everybody most likely. Like they, these all would would be with like a group. This wouldn't be like individual. Mm -hmm. Like this would be like as many painters as I can, as it's like makes sense to put in a group. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then I, this year I kind of like combined all of this into one, but because like obviously I didn't have to do storage unit or anything like that, like you do. Um, but basically like all my painters showed up at my house. I like ran through the crew kit and like. All the equipment in there ran through the binder um in there i showed them how to read a green sheet and showed them how to track their own hours show them like production planners all that and then they painted for a bit uh trained them on that they got lunch and like other than that like the paint store there's a video on it um like i don't know like yeah you it doesn't explain like invoicing paint and all of that but like that's pretty straightforward in my eyes uh but yeah Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess maybe just like combining all of these kind of into like the paint trading. Yeah, like I feel like, like these can all kind of be like grouped. Sorry, it, hold on. Is this uh like the roadmap? Is this something that you send out to them so they can see it, or is this just for you to keep organized? Most likely, just for me to keep organized. But I, it probably would be beneficial to make like an adapted version so that they can see what their roadmap looks like i don't think that's necessary no no okay yeah i mean that, that's pretty much it i just like i guess it would probably be more effective to just like do all of these i like, think you, you can pack all of that into one meeting and just include it with your your pre-production meeting like that's before all of my painters stepped foot on a job site, they had to do all their safety training, watch all their videos, and then they would come to my house and we would go through all of this stuff, the painter assessment, how to start on their first day, what their expectations are, client relation training, all the paperwork stuff. Like It would be a really in-depth meeting. Those meetings would usually last about an hour and a half to two hours. But by the end of it, by the time they got to a job site, they knew every single piece of paper. So I would just pull it out and show them how to fill it out. There was no questions about like okay. what it is, how does this work, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good. Very efficiently. Like I would just hate to see you like do this, spread it all out the way that you have, and then be inefficient in actually training your people, and it consume more time than what I think it's probably worth. So, like you, you mean like kind of just get them to consume like the available content that's there for all of this, 
and then just have a more in-depth like meeting one-on-one with each painter before you even have that meeting they should have watched all the videos that you have regarding any part of your business in its capacity so like for me like i'll know pretty quickly if they've actually watched those videos and then i can kind of go from there like most of the people i had i didn't have any trouble with that i just laid it out like these are the things that i need you to do and you need to do those things before you can start work and before you can start work you have to have a meeting with me and i'm going to break down everything and answer any of your questions and then that's okay tackle that and you do that meeting one time and they're good to go yeah no i did the exact same thing where like they do their all their safety they watch all their videos and they're like fully set up um prior to orientation and then like we do orientation or they learn how to paint or like they just get a good understanding of what their tasks are going to be day to day and then one more meeting after that uh just like we go over there uh and can go for the summer uh just kind of catch up i don't even remember what are the other that income goal stuff i do that in the in the pre-production meeting too like income goal spreadsheets mm-hmm. all of that like it's all one meeting gotcha yeah and then i okay. think this year i'm actually going to do a new thing where i just do a zoom call with everyone and we do a little pain tech uh, compete. Well, I'd be, yeah, it's kind of a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I'd recommend if you have the option, like in my office here, I have a big screen next to me and I just link my laptop to it and I can pull stuff up as we're going through it. So if I feel like they're not really grabbing anything or like they don't like have a full understanding of it, I can throw stuff up on there. I have spreadsheets. I've got word sheets. I've got videos. I've got all sorts of stuff. So if I feel like something is like hitting them and it's just not quite going in or it's not making sense. I can put it up there. And then I also have the crew kit in front of me. So if I'm talking about a certain item, I can pull it out of the crew kit. So they know, you know, we're on the same page. Right. So I'm not like talking okay. about cutting a wall. I'm pulling out a paintbrush and holding it so that they understand. And I'm showing them these things as I go along. Right. So it's just like, I find a lot of people are visual learners. So if you can do some sort of visual presentation while you're actually breaking down the information, it's going to go a long way yeah okay Zach, at the bottom it says um like on their first day work with them throughout the day so they understand the process does that mean like you're actually painting with them or what is that um well like like when i'm starting them on their first day like just like painting with them on the um at the very beginning like for the first yeah. you know couple hours okay. and just like yeah really showing them how to do like um, like the basic stuff and then you know seeing if they pick up on it and if they do then kind of just watching them and getting them to yeah yeah to continue yeah i think every new crew realistically you should be spending a day with them i think you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot if you don't because there's a lot of stuff yeah. up in that first like eight hours that you can correct and prevent from being an issue you know down the road mm-hmm. i think I think I'm realizing that what I did last year that was a a mistake is I didn't I didn't go into depth far enough on like the content and making sure that they actually understood everything. That's why I'm like so worried about getting all these trainings together mm-hmm. because I just didn't like I didn't actually make sure that they knew this stuff. So I think that um doing a like making sure they have access to all this content and then just doing a really in depth meeting as well as doing an actual in-person paint training. I think like the combination of those two things will be like more than, more than enough. Yeah. No, it's dope. That was all I had to, that was my main like question.
question point. I've just been thinking about that a lot lately. Mm -hmm. When are you thinking you want to have crews up and running? Like, are you trying to do like a May, like a preseason and then? So uh, with, with my last semester, I'll be finishing around the middle of April, hopefully. Yeah. So kind of my plan is I just, I want to start doing quotes at the beginning of February. That's what I'm hoping for. Like, obviously not a ton of quotes. Like I'm hoping just to as many quotes as like is sustainable, you know, have the leads for in like the first month. And then in March, I want to start getting those, like the numbers up to what I need, like relative to my, my goal like i'm seeing february as like a, a bonus like as many as i can get is like awesome mm -hmm. and then What's once March for next year or do you not have it? do you know what your goal is for next year yeah my goal is uh, 300 so the same as last year okay okay yeah so i i just i really want to take advantage of actually being in my area because like obviously last year i really had to stack up my quotes and everything Mm -hmm. so being able to be here like i i don't want to don't want to waste that and then i'm hoping to have my crews start i'm i'm thinking it's most likely going to be the first week of may that's kind of where my really realistic timeline is because mm -hmm. i feel like after like as soon as i'm done school it's kind of going to be a bit of a stressful period like wrapping things up getting all my quotes done. So I don't want to rush starting my cruise too soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. What about you, Daniel? Cause this year, like, obviously you're going more year round and it's like, you don't have the same production start as like you would in student works. Like, are you starting earlier in the winter with like into your projects or no? no. I'm going to build a preseason just because like, there's a lot of different factors that kind of go into it. But one, I don't have any returning painters. So last year I had five returning painters. So um, that made it a lot easier. And then on top of that as well, I'm like switching over to the ProWorks name. So I need to kind of build up some revenue first, and then I can actually start producing it. Cause I don't want to do this like awkward thing of like, I book work for like February and then I have a crew going and then we burn through all the work and then I'm just constantly trying to, you know, catch up. Um, so I think what I'm going to probably be doing is hiring people for about April and then just going out in January and trying to book as much work as I possibly can for April, May, and then ongoing from there. So yeah, okay. a little, little bit of a buffer period, um, I think makes a lot of sense. And then from then on, it'll be the goal to maintain it year round. Uh, but I think initially I'm going to have to take a, a bit of a step back and, and just stack some work. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also going to be a little bit different because um, I am going to be training Megan on sales this year because uh, she liked painting, but she wants to make more money and she wants a little more flexibility in her schedule. And I was like, well, you could definitely do that as a sales rep. Um, so it's one of the things that I'm looking at. I'm not quite sure how all the ins and outs of that are going to work at this moment, but you know, I need somebody that I can work with that I can trust. And, you know, if, if there was ever a person, it's probably her. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Very true. Yeah. She's super stoked about it because, like, she did calls for me uh, in my first year. Like, she would do 10 point calls and stuff like that. So she already has a bit of an understanding. I just think it needs to be strengthened and I need to go in depth with it. 
Um, and then really teach her, like I've taught her how to do estimates, but like actually like teaching her a, a solid walkthrough and all these different procedures, I think will go a long way and then uh, build some sort of a, a structure for her where she can make some, some really solid money doing that. And then that takes a bit off of me in terms of sales, um, because I know I'm probably not going to have a production manager right off the hop. If I wanted to have a production manager right off the hop, I'd have to hire externally. And I don't know if I want to do that. I'd rather go the route of hiring staff, figuring out who's the best of that staff and then promoting them into that position versus yeah, like, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Trying to bring them in. Right. Cause like, I think there's just a lot more risk that way. Um, so I'd like to just, you know, hire in people, bring them in. But in order for me to do that, that means I'm going to be a little bit more involved in the production side this year. Hopefully by next year, I won't be. Um, but I need to have some, you know, some things in place for that as well. So have you thought about that process, Daniel, like, like how you're going to go about getting that production manager? Cause I've thought about it and like, um, I think, I don't know if we've talked about this already, but I think that I'm just going to like, just tell everybody what's available, like what's, you know, like the positions that are, are there mm-hmm. and then see who either like steps up to the plate or expresses interest or whatever it is and then kind of do like a bit of a I guess like an audition thing like you know where they can kind of like feel out the role and like you know kind of just like come with me for for a day or whatever it is and just kind of see like how the responsibilities are and I can see how they do with things and then kind of go from there mm. I like, might just you throw thinking? people on the fire I might just start giving people extra responsibility and paying them more and see who rises to the top and who doesn't, right? Like if they crack under the pressure, probably not my guy. But if they handle it and they're like, yeah, I can actually do more. Sweet, I'll pay you more. Let's do some more. And then just like figure out who's your who's your A players, right? And then just straight up offer them the position. That would be that would probably be my method. Because um, okay. I, did, I did a similar thing last year with crew chiefs and like crew members, right? Like I just had one person that was a little bit more responsible for the team and i just delegated extra responsibility to them paid them a little bit more and like see how they handle it right and you know there was for next year is it 500 ideally but i was running the numbers on that it's going to be a little hard to do especially if i am running a preseason so i I would like to keep it at that but i'm going to do my my setup meeting in january and then break down numbers, break down options, see what it's going to actually look like and kind of go from there. There's realistically only so much that I can do on my own. um, And I want to maintain a fairly healthy profit margin. So it's trying to navigate the best of both worlds. Cause I mean, you can do 500 K with, you know, 20% profit margin and make less money than if I do 300 K with a 35% profit margin. Right. So it's like, do you want to make a lot of money or do you want to build a lot of revenue? like revenue is great for the franchise but it's not great for me so it's like what's going to work best for me and how do i make that and have it sustainable right so I mean, yeah our revenue will be just like i know you already raised your price all last year but i think this year especially with the pro works brand you can raise them even more so just mm-hmm. more more revenue more profit plus like if you do 500 if you're producing like now year round um that's what from april until december that's nine months now mm-hmm. obviously like december and like winter months plus April, it's not going to be like the exact same amount produced each month, but like 500 divided by nine, that's like, that's like 30 grand a payroll basically every two weeks that you'd have to run, which like, you know, it's, it's not a small number, but it's definitely achievable. Like I'm Mm -hmm. sure you've ran similar numbers this year. 
Yeah, I mean, peak payrolls were 40 to 45, and then yeah. the lower ones were 20, right? So, it, yeah, it depends on the time of year, too. Like, being in Edmonton's a little bit different because our winter fucking sucks ass. So that that is a, a bit of a complex area where I'm going to have to get more strategic on, you know, getting interiors and booking, which is probably going to make things a little bit tighter because you got to be competitive. Yeah. Um, so that, that'll get a little bit tricky. I'm anticipating November, December, January's and probably February are going to be a little bit more strategy based for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just bigger months the rest of the year. Right. And then it's trying to maintain the staff during those slower months is also going to be tricky. Um, so like for me, my primary focus is just get a production manager in place and get one to two full time year round crews. And then in the busy season, we'll probably build that up to four crews and then you know cut back to two uh and probably run it on that kind of a scale so that's like what my brain's telling me to do whether or not that's going to work out we'll fucking see (laughs) have you thought about like structuring your business in a way where there's like a couple months or even like a month of the year where like everybody's basically just laid off and goes on ei because that's like for me right now is like if i do end up transitioning to ProWorks in the future like I genuinely do enjoy having like a couple months of the year where there's nothing going on and you don't have to stress about like booking the interiors and competing with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, have you thought of doing it that way? I have. It's on the table. Um, we'll see. Like I'm going to approach it as like, let's try and fill all the months that we can. And um, if we can, sweet. And we ha- keep everyone on. That's awesome. But I mean, realistically, like December, January, I'm not anticipating are going to be huge months. So if I was going to do it, those would be the two months that I would do it in. And then I could spend time doing whatever vacations, hang out with family, that kind of stuff. Cause like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. There's lots to figure out. There's a lot of unknown. It's a uh, uncharted waters for sure. So it's going to be not difficult, but challenging for sure. Yeah. But I mean, you never know, right? You land some good contracts, you get some stratas going on, maybe find some new builds if you really need. I know the profits and new builds are not nearly as high, but I mean, if you want to keep your people busy just for the sake of keeping them busy, I mean, there's different avenues you can go down, right? So I plan to kind of dabble and check stuff out, see what happens and like see how it feels, right? And if I don't like something, I'm not going to do that. But um, yeah. And I mean, you can just offer bigger discounts in November, December to just book extra work, right? Like maybe 15% off if any work done before the end of the year or something like that, right? So there's lots of different options. But I mean, if I was going to lay people off, like I said, I'd probably do it December, January, try and fill everything oh. to the end of November and then have work in February and then just lay people <laughs> for a couple months, they get time off. And then I would just throw them like a Christmas bonus or something, just like a little extra, like, haha, and then that way I don't lose my staff or whatever. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the only thing that in the back of my mind is like if you're just laying people off for two months every year like it's a little harder to maintain that same employee rate yeah. so i don't want to like lose good people so you have to figure out how to entice them to stay if you are going to be laying them off because i mean for me it's whatever but for them they're making 60 percent of their income maybe they need 100 for them to actually pay their bills and whatever else right but i i also do plan on like working with my long-term employees in terms of helping them build their finances, making sure they have solid budgets, making sure that they're investing their money, making sure that they can take care of their families and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that's just something I'm going to build within my company and just like let people know that like this is something that I'm also willing to help coach you on and make sure that you're actually like surviving because I know that financial intelligence out there is 
not great. Like we're surrounded by incredibly like talented young individuals and we all seem to have some knowledge of it, but from what I've experienced in the last, you know, 10 years in the workforce, that's not commonplace. And most people are living paycheck to paycheck with very little idea of how they're going to retire or what they're going to do or how to take care of their families. Like most people don't have safety nets. They don't have these things in place. Right. So um, for me, if you're going to work with me and work with my company, I think that's something that I want to have just structured in so that I can make sure my employees are taken care of, um, make sure their families are taken care of and that kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's dope. Right. Did you get up to this week other than, because you just flew into Dubai uh, last night, you said? No, dude. Um, Friday. Oh, sorry. I missed that. Um, what were you up to before mm-hmm. then? Any, how was sales going? Slow. Pretty rough, man. Yeah. yeah. So you had your, like, your rough patch there where you couldn't book anything. <laughs> Did that fix a bit or no? Nope. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird, yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah. noticed that doing quotes right now. Like, it's really hard to build urgency. Like, it's a little bit trickier because like i'm also not really producing any work till next year so i'm not really in a rush to like get stuff in and then like the clients are also like they they know that i'm like this it's not likely their house is getting painted before december so they're like well it's probably getting done next year so like i don't really need to make a decision right now so it's like it's this weird fucking zone that i've never experienced where it's like i'm trying to like convince them to make a decision but like if, especially if it's for like an exterior they're like dude there's snow on the ground like i really like, yeah, you can come do the quote right now, but like, I'm probably not going to tell you whether or not I want to do it. Or they always like, you know, money's a little bit tight. We got the holidays. Like, you know, there's lots of different um, objections that are coming up that are slightly new. So it's, uh, it's kind of a game changer. <laughs> yeah, I have one positive, actually. I yeah. did initial call Wednesday at 11 o'clock right before I left. And then John went and booked the quote. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> An interior for February. So yeah, that was good. <laughs> so I guess yeah. I had a positive, yeah. Yeah. Have you been finding it like a similar thing, Brady, with like quotes and stuff, like building urgency? Yeah, dude. Uh, of the eight quotes I did last week, five of them said um, no because of price and holidays. Yeah. Said it's too expensive. We don't want to spend this money, especially with Christmas around the corner. Like mm-hmm. five people said pretty much the exact same sentence. And yeah. I was like, fuck. So, but I do feel like it's a little bit of my fault to not catch that on the, on the initial call. Mm-hmm. I think I just need a little bit more initial call. I just need more experience with it because now I know. Like next year, been, I have uh, initial calls. Like, do you and John like tweak your deposit amount? Like, because uh, like one yeah. thing I've been doing is like instead of asking for 20, I'll ask for five or 10. So then it's like a lot less, right? You, you know, 5K and you ask for, you know, 5%, it's like 250 bucks right now. And then the other 15, I'll take when we, you know, start the actual scheduling for the project because it's like then i have to buy the materials and stuff but it's like i'm not going to go get materials right now so right yeah and yeah like, we do 10 yeah 10 mm-hmm. is easy yeah 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 okay. but five percent is good too like it doesn't matter as long as you get a deposit to show that they're serious yeah but the issue with like like no offense but like if you go too low mm-hmm. like let's say that's a thousand dollar job and you do five percent 50 bucks right they might cancel still not care about their deposit at that point so maybe there might be a little bit of a risk going too low of a deposit. Because like in the summer, when you do a 20% deposit, no one's going to throw that money away. Or like maybe like one out of a thousand people will. Because like yeah. that's 20% of their money. But like 
5%, you might have the odd person who won't care about that and those protect then just cancel altogether. Mm-hmm. But then again, 10% might, I don't know, we've just been doing 10% and it works. Yeah, but no, that, that actually makes experiment sense. with. Things. Yeah. Like if you, you go gotta to... be careful because. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You guys. Yeah. 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 What about you, Max? Any exciting things happening in your life? Besides deciding to go to Bali, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a whole lot. I've been actually here. Okay, hold on. I wrote down a topic that I wanted to discuss with you guys. I haven't sat down and thought about it too long. So like my mind on it still is kind of all over the place. So just want to pick your guys' brain. Um, do you think... Do you think a lifestyle of, let's say, partying coexists with a lifestyle of achieving early retirement for the average person? Obviously, you can do both if you have the right tools for it. But for the average person, do you think it's something where you can consistently like balance both things uh, without it like affecting your perception, I guess, of who you are as an individual or do you think it's you have to choose one or the other so is the, the question is do you think you can have like a lifestyle of partying coexist with early retirement is that like yeah like for the define, average person define party like would yeah. you just like say what our current it? lifestyle pardon me like would you say like like our current lifestyle with the amount that we like interact with people within student works, you know, like, are you talking about someone who every single weekend they go and part, like they go party? Yeah. yeah I would say like, I guess like once a weekend, cause I feel like from what I've seen for most people who are in like university, it's fairly common to go out like once a week and go drink, go to the clubs, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that kind of lifestyle. So basically can you have that and also be successful enough to retire at a young age? Yeah. Like it, it's not even can you because obviously if you have the right like systems in place for your life it is very doable it's more along the lines of like i don't know if this is just for me but when i'm going out and doing things that like are very obviously to me not aligned with my goals it kind of tweaks my like i don't know i guess how i perceive myself and from there it obviously changes my actions um so do you think in that sense, like, it's something where you can have both or do you need to, like, choose one path? I don't know. I honestly would say, like, I really don't want this to come out the wrong way, but I don't think that we're really, like, average people in the sense of, like, who we associate ourselves with and, like, you know, like, the type of things that we're into. Like, not that we're better in any way, but we're just, like, so our our relationship with finances is a lot different than a lot of other like a typical person. So I I think that for somebody who's just like, you know, working a, a standard job, maybe in university, and partying every weekend, I'm say most likely no. Like if they continue to party every weekend, and they're just gonna like, I don't know. I just I think it's I think partying that frequently is like just takes away from like what you're actually trying to accomplish i think the amount that we we do stuff 
or maybe even a little bit less than we do stuff is probably acceptable maybe to a certain point but like i don't think you can do it every week and, and still hit that i'm sure there's people that have but like it's gonna be pretty small yeah it's tough because i i've kind of lived both of those lives so it's i don't necessarily think that you're getting further ahead but can you do it probably you know what i mean but here's the thing like with partying is that there's an inherent risk to it that I don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do it. Cause it really just takes one shitty night to fuck your entire life up. Uh, and it can happen really quickly. You know, you go out to the club, you get into a fight with a guy, get arrested. Now you're in jail for assault or whatever the case, like that can happen fucking like that when you're fucking out drinking. So like, I don't think that necessarily going out and partying all the time is going to make you not successful if you're doing it in a responsible way or as responsibly as you can. Like if you're having like a drink and you're with your friends at your buddy's house, like that's probably a little bit different than if you're going out and getting loaded at the club every weekend. Right. So yes, I think they can coexist. I just think that it's not necessarily wise for you to have them coexist. Like you're going to get so much further, like it's compounding. Right. For every week you're out drinking, like you have to factor in like the health effects to your body as well as the financial effects to your, you know, your income and everything like that. And then the possibility of like inherent risk, like you could just be out at a club and that club could be just coincidentally the club that gets shot up that night and you could get shot and fucking die. Like, I just don't think people actually like have these thoughts before they go out and do these things. Like it's for them, it's fun and we're whatever, we're going to go hang out, we're going to party and it's going to be awesome. And yeah, like, it's just, I just don't think a lot of people actually calculate that. So, like, they can coexist. I don't think it's smart for them to coexist. Like, I think you'll be miles, miles further ahead if you can dial that out of your life. You know? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. You're definitely increasing, like, or decreasing the likelihood of that success in that case. Well, in that case, do you think... Uh, it's, it's just something that needs to have moderation or is it smart to just eliminate it from your life altogether? I think it really comes down to the person. For me, um, I've learned that like moderation, like, so like what I call it, it's like the creep. So like, basically like I'll start, you know, I have like a scotch every once in a while with like a nice meal. And then that turns into like, now I'm having it every couple of days or like I'm having it every week because of like some sort of a thing. And then that turns into like, now I'm having it every evening. Right. And then over time, like that creep just like slowly pulls you down. Like, it's almost like being trapped in a whirlpool. And like, at first you start on the outer edges and then you start getting closer and closer to the center. And then one day, all of a sudden you're just like, you have these bad habits. So like for me, I'm really kind of all or nothing. Like, yeah, I drank when I was on vacation, but like when I came home, it's just like, you turn it off. Right. And I find that that seems to work for me. I don't really have like a good sense of moderation and maybe that's just weak mind power, but I would honestly, I prefer that that way because like the moment that I drink, like I notice a lot of different changes, both physiologically and mentally within my body that I just like, I don't like those and I don't like who I become because of that. So it's like, for me, it's all or nothing. Like if I'm out, we're in like a foreign country, we're on vacation for a week. Like, yeah, you know what? I might drink the, the odd night here or there. But like when I'm at home, like I really try and just 
minimize that or eliminate it entirely because it's just like it doesn't work for what my goals are like I don't want to spend the money. I don't like how I feel. Like, you know, I work out consistently. And when I drink alcohol, I notice that my recovery is just, it's just awful. My sleep's bad. And then for a day or two after, it's almost like I'm depressed and filled with anxiety. Like there's a lot of different symptoms that go on. And it's only because I stopped doing that, that I'm able to actually see that and like recognize it for what it is. So somebody that's drinking consistently every single day is probably not even aware that this is happening to them. So yeah. I think moderation can work for some people. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. No, because the reason I ask is like, I don't go out and club every weekend. Like, it's not something that I've ever really like done. Um, but then like this uh, Friday, like I went out with some friends and like we had some drinks and you know it was it was a fun night. Had a blast. But like my sleep has been off. Like my workouts have been off, and <laughs> it's like. Yeah, I, I've just been thinking, like, is this something that even if it only happens, like, once every three, four months, like, is it something that can be actually somehow worked into the schedule? Or is it something like, you know, if it doesn't align with your goals, just kind of eliminate it altogether? Mm -hmm. um, because, like, it's not worth disrupting, like, the compounding that you built up before that. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's like time debt. Right? Like, I don't like the idea of what I'm doing today costing me time tomorrow. And like, if you're getting drunk today, that's definitely going to cost you time tomorrow because you're not going to sleep as good. And then you've got to like get yourself back to that same like level that you're at. And it just, I don't know, man, like it just seems like it's, it's a slippery slope. And when you're young, it's a lot of fun. Like I, I definitely recommend that people enjoy being young and have that fun while they're young, because like now that I'm like 30, man, I just, it doesn't even interest me. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like it's not, it's just not part of the goal. But like, I also have friends that are 30 that never did that. And they're like, they regret it because, you know, they haven't really experienced life and they don't know. It's like, they feel like they're missing something. And it's easy for me to be on the other side and be like, yeah, no, that actually sucks. Like you don't want to do that versus like them not knowing and being on the same side as me and just being like, I wonder what that's like. Right. So like, I think there is a little bit of life experience that you can get from it. And it's probably wise to do it at a young age before you're old. And then people don't give you any sympathy when you fuck up. <laughs> but I just think for like where we're headed, I mean, you're a little bit younger, Max. It's probably, yeah, that, that's that, that's the dilemma right now. It's like, I'm like 21, almost 22 here. So it's like, I'm still in that like young lifestyle and like through high school, I, I think I went to like three parties in high school. Like I just, parties was never something that like interested me whatsoever. And it wasn't until like, uh, like last couple of years or so where I was like, oh, I can see the fun in this. Um, but it's also like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It, it just obviously doesn't align with like a long-term, like, I'm going to just gonna call it successful lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um so it's like as much as i want to experience it there's also the other side where i'm like uh, is this is this really worth it like well, am i gonna regret not experiencing this or am i gonna regret like how much further i could have come if i didn't do those things well i think there's a point too where you kind of just gotta like understand like if you're if you're going to do it you can't let it you know derail your next couple of days and you kind of have to be be disciplined in that like i remember i listened to this this video where like kobe bryant was out with the like the lakers where i can't remember they were playing but all the guys wanted to go and party and and kobe was like yeah like i'll go party with you but like 
you know, we're going to be in the gym at six in the morning, regardless of if we go out or not. So like all the guys were like, they're like, Oh fuck. Like, you know, maybe I don't want to go out now or whatever. Like, like he, he kind of put it into perspective, perspective, like, yeah, you can go do it, but you also got to like continue to put the same work in that you were putting in otherwise. Like, I don't know. Does that make, any, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like this time of year, your business is a little bit slower. So like maybe it might be a little bit more acceptable because you don't have the same level of responsibilities, but like partying for me in July is a fucking no go. Like it's just not going to happen. Cause it's like, we're, we're at it seven days a week. And like, if we go out on Friday night, that's cool. But I'm going home at 10 o'clock cause I got quotes in the morning, bitch. So like, <laughs> and I, I need to perform. Right. So being hung over and trying to make sales just does not work well for me. No, cause I've tried it. So <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think it like it varies for each person, but I think no matter what you do in this life, you're always going to find something that you kind of regret, whether it's you did it or you didn't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you you can look at it from both both lenses and be like, I didn't do this and I regret it, or I did do this and I regret it. Because there's plenty of shit that I did that I look back at now and I was like, I was a fucking idiot. Like, why would I have done half of that stuff? You know what I mean? But hindsight's twenty twenty, so. Yeah, I guess if you didn't do it, you might be thinking the same thing. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. I think maybe make a pros and cons list. You know, what are you trying to achieve versus what does this give you? And, you know, if the pros outweigh the cons, then fucking go for it. But if they don't, then you're probably better off. I don't know if you're missing out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right with, like, just being very selective of when you do those things. Like, having some days where or some months or periods of the year where you actually are able to indulge in those things and others where it's just like a complete like just i guess just a no or you don't do anything in regards to that well i guess it's just it's really situational too like you can't like daniel was saying like it like it does totally depend on the time and like you know where you're at with like in our case where we're at with our business and know who you're doing it with what the event is like if you're just going to a club with you know people that you don't even really like just to go to the club every week then yeah don't fucking do it but like if you're hanging out with people that you know you value like kind of your inner circle and you know maybe you're going over to someone's house like you're not going like to the club but you're like you know, going over to play like game night and your guys are drinking, you know, like having that quality time with these people and, and that's a lot different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it just, it really is so, it's like difficult to actually think of a, like a solid answer for, for that question. Yeah. No, I don't think there's one answer. I just wanted to see like what your guys' opinions on and when that is. I don't even know if I really have a strong opinion on it, to be honest. Because <laughs> what I said at the start kind of conflicts with what I was just saying. So, Oh, if you want, like, my actual, like, how I run my life, I have fucking zero interest in that at all. <laughs> so, I mean, that could just be the old man in me talking right now, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're also 30, you have a kid, yeah. you have a house, like, I you have Beyonce, so... <laughs> I do not care at all. Like, yeah, you guys want to go fucking to the club, have a fucking good night, do not call me, because I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
the other thing too is like i've said no to a lot of shit and like it becomes like a superpower to the point that like if people ask you to do something enough and you just consistently tell them to fuck off after a little while they just stop asking you and then you don't have to do it anymore because like like um you know even for megan like she stopped drinking and like she just found like the amount of times that like alcohol was just thrown at her all the time, just like consistently people like, Oh, have a drink here, have a drink. And she had to just like consistently say no. But then after a little while, people just stop offering it to you because they know you're just not going to take it. Right. So it's just it's a weird, weird planet that we live on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess it also depends too. Like if you're fucking going out and like, doing cocaine every week that's definitely not workable <laughs> you're not going to be successful on that i hate to break it to you but like if you're having like an odd night with your friends and you're just fucking playing some cards and having a beer like there's probably not a whole lot of harm in that yeah no, i'm sure sorry this is off topic but you guys want to know something that like i just found out today that like kind of messed with my head mm. one of my my clients my first year i think i told you guys about him his name was daryl he gave me about, I'm going to say $40,000 of work my first year. Like, what yeah, I, I painted. Like, that was the biggest contract I had was shout at the time. <laughs> like, I painted that. Sorry? I said, shout out, Daryl. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. He uh, died yesterday. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> not that's the funny thing. The way that came out. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny, but oh, it, it was just, it was so weird because, like, I don't know. He, he wasn't like a super influential person in my life by any means, but like, he was a person that I interacted with a lot, like, in my first year. And like, I don't know. It's just so weird. That, okay, fuck off, you guys. <laughs> I'm I sorry, don't Jack. I just have to mute myself because that was just like such a poor setup for what you were about to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, let's edit that out. But no, um, he. It's just so weird, like, just thinking that that person that like, you know, you interacted with so much and like. You, know, you always like had that conversation with is just like gone and he he wasn't very old like he was maybe 60 mm. and it's just it really like fucked in my head after i heard that because like my girlfriend's mom told me and i was just like what like uh. and like i you know like to be very honest he was he was not a very good person <laughs> like by at all to many people he was like a very very bad person but he was yeah he was he was good to me but i don't know it just really messed with my head today like here and not i don't know if you guys are like yeah like it it does that's yeah yeah (laughs) no that was a very poor word choice (laughs) yeah like i thought something good was gonna happen yeah (laughs) Yeah, right it's so funny thing. One of my clients died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but did it mess with your head in the sense of like, kind of like a highlighting of how quickly things can end for you? Or, um, yeah, I just I thought it was so crazy, like the fact that I like last year I or the, my my pardon me my first year. I interacted with this guy almost on like a bi-weekly basis. Like I talked to him 
all the time. And now he's just like not there, you know, like, and it also crossed my mind that his business is going to cease to exist because he was such like a pivotal part of that. Like he was so like stuck in his business that mm-hmm. it's going to totally like all the people that work for him are guaranteed now out of work. Mm. Like there's no way that his business is going to continue to operate now that he's gone. And it's just, I don't know. It's just so weird. And like, I was looking at his Facebook and he has like posts that are like pretty recent and you know, like his family, like they had like a family photo that was only like a couple months ago. It's just, I don't know. Death is so weird. Are you questioning your own mortality right now, Zach? Honestly, kind of, because like you, it's just, it's very confusing to me to think like how one second this person's totally functioning, like they're, you know, they're conscious, they're talking to me. And then like, like I could be dead in five seconds, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess it's, oh, but like I could, Zach, there's something going on with your mic, I think. Yeah, we're we're losing you. Oh, is it better now? Yeah, you're better now. The fact that said that Zach said I could be dead in five seconds, then his audio starts cutting out. (laughs) (laughs) No, just like the fact that like how fragile life actually is, and like how like you can just die at any second, and like you've been building like building yourself up for years and years and you could just be gone like right now Mm -hmm. yeah that brings in the whole question of do you live life now or do you save for the future right like because you might not get it yeah trying to balance that because it's like yes i want to put stuff in retirements and have investments and things like that but i also want to do shit like today because you know yeah that whole argument of like you work your whole life to be 65 to retire so you go on vacation and then you fucking die and you don't go on vacation right so it's just like there is a finite balance between the two i, I think that you have to experience stuff because like yeah you could i could have a heart attack tomorrow like nothing's guaranteed man mm-hmm. and that's just why that's what hit me so hard because like i i know like this darrow guy like he just was constantly so stressed out and so like working so much like he made a shit ton of money but he was always working mm. and always stressed and like every time i'd see him he was just like like frantic like trying to get somewhere else like trying to meet another client and trying to do this and like that's like he never well i mean i don't know this for sure but i, I don't he ever really got to like you know you use many of those funds like mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you're building a castle, but like you don't have you don't even know if it's gonna like if you're gonna la- live long enough to finish building the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that, and I think like what I came to is I think you need to figure out what's like the bare minimum that you want, or I shouldn't say bare minimum, but like the base rate of like the future you want, and just do. Just, I don't know. Just go about life in a way where you do your best to achieve that without trying to like man the word in here is just falling apart <laughs> without <laughs> without trying to like 
I guess, expedite that process and like make it happen faster, faster, faster. Because like you can always do more, and you can always try to like move that retirement, I guess, timeline uh, closer to you. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you just gotta enjoy the journey and then still be smart about it in a way where like it doesn't take away from your future. Mm -hmm. And if you are gonna build a business, build it so that if you get shot tomorrow, it keeps pumping out cash flow. Realistically, like that's my whole goal. Yeah works like i don't want to like basically i want to build myself out of needing to be a part of it so that in the event like my whole plan is if i got shot tomorrow it would still produce income and, and funds for my family and they would like that crossed my mind too because like i'm like i never want to be like that in my business where i'm so much of a crucial piece that it can't function without me like every everything in that business revolved entirely around him being there like, he was always, like, running different places, doing all this shit. Like, he would have been, like, a like Amher's, like, ideal <laughs> yeah. looks for, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and I was like, fuck. Like, if I ever were to, to die, like, you know, in the next, like, five to ten years, I would, I would hate to just have the people that work for me just be fucked. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it really just... It made me think about a lot of different things today. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah, death will do that, man. And it's like, I wasn't even that, like, I wasn't close to him or anything. Like, he wasn't a super important person in my life. Like, I find that, like, the people that are further distanced from you actually give you a lot of perspective because you're not clouded by that emotional side. Like, grief is a cunt mm -hmm. where it's just like, you just like you get right down into the bottom of your soul and it hurts and you just you can't think so it's just like when it happens and it's it's outside of your direct like influence it's a little bit easier for you to kind of look at it with a different lens and pick it apart so that's probably yeah. like to be honest like i didn't really this sounds fucked up but i didn't really care that he died like i have no like emotional like i'm not sad about it mm. but it, it really like it, it that's a good point like it actually allowed me to like think of it from a different point of view opposed to if it was like you know like fucking grandparent or something mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's weird it's um it's always kind of in the back of my mind just a little bit now it never used to be but like i find that as you get a little older like you start to kind of contemplate that stuff like what's important now versus what's important in the future and you kind of have to figure that out because otherwise you're gonna what's get that say um momentum mori or something like that. Remember death. Mm. No, no, dude. Memento what? I, I think it's like Memento Mori. I might be completely butchering it. It's uh. Where's our Jamie? You need a Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, pull that yeah. up. <laughs> Memento Mori. Yeah, remember that you have to die. It's Latin. Yeah. Yeah. Like also, it's like I thought about it too. Like it's so crazy that we could all like literally, if we all wanted to right now, we could all just like be all the four of us just be done right now. Like yeah, yeah. like Brady could jump off the fucking Burj Khalifa tomorrow at dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, See ya. I'm out. Yeah. Like that's it's just so like the fact that we can do this like. There's there's nothing here that's like actually like 
keep like forcing us to stay alive like there's so many ways that we can die but yet like we just choose not to you know yeah like, what's your opinion on do you think i i was having a, a good discussion with a friend about this this morning um the idea of like things happening for a reason in life so brady's like announcing how long that followed me or like, <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to do some math like i'm t- all on the 12th floor and there's a pool right there i think if you jump you need to live. <laughs> <You> die <laughs> for sure dude 12 floors that's like 120 feet up Unless you're a professional cliff diver, your butt is going straight through your brain. <laughs> yeah, but if you do, like, yeah, yeah true. Your hands. Sorry, what are you saying, Max? <laughs> Man, we almost lost Brady there. Is this I was just saying, like, what's your opinion on the idea of like everything happening for a reason in life? Because growing up like that's something that i always told myself when like something bad would happen specifically i'd be like oh everything happens for a reason but like recently my views on that completely flipped um what's your viewpoint on this actually brady you'd survive i'm sorry i hate to interrupt but you you live you could do it (laughs) yeah i think about like the pool six feet deep of water i'm on the 12th floor i think if you welcome back to another episode of (laughs) the Yeah, I'm ready to test it. You might be in a deeper pool, but you you could maybe do it. You could probably do it. I don't know. The highest one requires break like an ankle or something. That would yeah. You'd probably break like an ankle or something or like break your ankle. Dude, you'd be a fucking vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) You go feet down. Yeah, probably. Probably break your back. You wouldn't probably it wouldn't be good, but you you might be able to pull it off. You probably you could survive, I'm saying. I don't know if you I think you out of the pool no well the guy that did it he jumped 193 feet he hit 76 miles per hour (laughs) 193 yeah yeah so yeah i don't know brady (laughs) like brady to answer your question yes technically you can do it that being said you probably can do it so (laughs) (laughs) somebody could do it (laughs) off the burst Dude, that tower's actually massive. I, I don't know, Max. Like, I think, I think that things like, fuck, I don't know. That's a really like kind of lowered question. Okay, wait. What was the question again? Because I fucking totally blacked <laughs> out. <laughs> I was thinking too much about jumping off high things. <laughs> no, like the idea that um, when something bad happens, like I think it's. It's fairly common from what I've seen for people to kind of say, oh, everything happens for a reason. Like, let's say someone close to you dies or like you go through a breakup or whatever else happens in life that like can be viewed as negative. You would basically tell yourself, oh, like something good like is going to come out of it. Um, what's your perspective on telling yourself that? So like, should you or do you? Ah, both. I mean... I don't know if necessarily like you should tell yourself something good's gonna come out of it, but like I think kind of the way I've been trying to like frame my mind about like negative things as of lately is just like I think like we all kind of talk about it, it's just taking them as a learning experience. 
Mm -hmm. Like I did a lot of that this summer, like when all like negative things would happen, I just you know think of it as like okay, like if that's happened, it's done. Like what am I gonna actually like, take away from that? Like maybe it happened for a reason, maybe it didn't. Like it's the event has occurred, and like I can't control it now. So like let's look at this from like a bird's eye view and like actually try and take something away from it. Yeah, I'm very careful about placing positive and negative emotions on things for that reason, because like you might think something is bad because it happened to you today. But when you look at it two weeks from now, you might realize that it was actually a positive event. Yeah, so I mean, it's hard to say that, like, if you're thinking about like, oh, like, you know, somebody you care about dies, like, it's hard to see the positive in that. Like, I can see how somebody can make that argument, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's the exact same conclusion we came to, where it was, like, you basically, like, we talked about the whole, uh, like, that proverb with the Chinese farmer, where, like, something happens, and everybody's like, oh, so bad, and it's, like, basically, every statement ends with, yeah, maybe, because you never know what's going to come out of it. Uh, we kind of came to the same conclusion, where you shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things, and just everything that happens, you're, like, question it, and just continue on without, like, trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of emotion to it mm -hmm. yeah I, I i totally agree that makes makes a lot of sense yeah i think that's really the only way to approach it it's like things just happen like they don't like there's not always like a meaning mm -hmm. associated to it. yeah it kind of depends like what you place on it right because like stuff happens and then you you give it meaning right you're the person that attaches that to it so like if you think it's a bad experience, it's a bad experience because you believe that's the case. But if you just accept that it was an experience and that it happened, you don't attach anything to it. I feel like you're probably better off. That's a lot easier said than done. But yeah, well, like that, like the experience that you might have, like you might, like something happens and you might think it's a, a bad thing and it affects you poorly. But like somebody else might like doesn't even affect them at all. So like it's just like. The action happened and yeah it's difficult not to put those like emotions behind it but like actually thinking about it the thing happened and doesn't actually have to affect you like there's no there shouldn't be any like forced positive or negative that's put onto it mm -hmm. yeah because I, I feel like that's a big thing um if someone's religious then it's a lot easier to assign like meaning to things um and not in like a bad way uh but like i don't know someone passes away and it's like oh they've moved on to a better place like god decided that that's like what's best and it, it like in the moment it seems like it does help like not experience the negative emotions of it but it's also what my friend was saying was like if you tell yourself that like oh there's like this this good that's going to come out of it it's kind of it's almost kind of like avoiding the grieving process and avoiding like moving on from it um because you're just kind of like brushing off to the side rather than dealing with it or rather like seeing for what it actually is sorry i'm just thinking about that <laughs> i just lost it thought it's got dark real quick. Fuck. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
That's a dope ass building behind you, Brady. It looks fucking sick. It's, well, it's weird because you started and it was dark as fuck out there, and now it's like yeah. daylight. It's the other situation for us. Yo, it's wild. It's, it's so cool. That actually yeah. the sun left us came over to Brady. What? So the sun left us and came over to you. Yeah. Yeah, seriously though. 12 hour difference, bro. Or 11. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think, I think I agree with what you were saying, Max, like that. I like the conclusion that you came to makes, makes sense in my head, at least. Brady, are you traveling with, uh, like your family? Yes. Yep. Nice. Nice. How's Kyle liking? Goodbye. Loves it. We're going to get a place here probably in the future. Kyle yeah, seems like he'd thrive in Dubai. There. What? Sorry, Zach, what did you say? I was saying Kyle seems like he would thrive in Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. say you wanted to get a place there? Yeah, we're going to get a place here in the future. I'm fucking down. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, dude. The Prime 5 headquarters in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> dude, can you imagine? It's actually not crazy because, like, I'm pretty sure Dubai doesn't have unless. Hold on, I want to fucking look this up before I. Yeah, yeah. There's no no uh, tax, right? Yeah, yeah. It's no tax. That being said, you you have to um, be a resident there, so you need a. I don't. Don't quote me on this. I think it's something like you have to spend eleven of the twelve months of the year or something like actually there. I don't know how it works with like just purchasing a a residence there, like running a company out of there, but yeah. Well, how do they so know? I googled real. I have no idea. What? Oh no! I was just gonna say how I the fuck do you know if I was there. <laughs> oh yeah. Go ahead, Brady. I googled real. I went to the Dubai Marina last night to get on the yacht tour, and I googled uh, real estate there, so you can get a penthouse uh, for one point two mil. Fuck, that's not bad. Very nice penthouse. And on the water, like on the ocean, like like it's on the water. Like you just come down, you walk out, and you can just go like on a boat and just fucking go. Okay. Is there a lot of oh, uh, like I know you said you're 20 minutes outside of Dubai right now. Like in actual Dubai, is like the majority of the cars supercars, or is there still a good amount of just like oh my god, vehicles? dude! Like I've seen more Lambos in one day here than I've seen like probably my entire life. Yeah. Like last night when I drove to the marina, they have a Lamborghini like dealership. They have a Ferrari dealership. They have a Bentley dealership. They have a Bugatti dealership. I saw a VIP Motors that has a Rolls Royce in it. It is ridiculous. Do we hear a messed up fact? What's pretty cool? The average uh, income in Dubai per month is twenty one thousand five hundred AED, which equates to around eight thousand three hundred Canadian. So that means the average income in Dubai, the median salary, is a hundred grand a year. The average. That's mm-hmm. double Canada's. Because I was wondering, because, like, dude, if you go to Starbucks, a small coffee, like a tall, like a short, like it's French, it's $9 Canadian. I was like, what the fuck? And then I Googled the median salary, like the income, and they make so much money here. That's why things are like, but it's weird. This chicken breast, I can get a, pa- a pound of chicken for $3 Canadian. Huh. It's so weird. Uh, Prices here are so weird. Yeah. But, that- no, the, the, all, all, yeah, I just noticed they make bank here though like imagine in canada the average salary being 100k a year just imagine that's the average 
Is that average household or average individual income? I don't know. I just said median salary. Jamie, pull it up. Because, like, in Calgary, the median salary. household, that makes more sense. Yeah, because, like, in Calgary, household median salary is also 100 grand. If it's household, that would actually make a lot of sense. But if it's, if it's like, personal, that's, that's pretty amazing. Pretty pretty impressive. I'll have to do more research, but yeah, I just found that interesting. Is, yeah, I'd be interested to see, like, not the medium, but the average uh, income in Dubai. Because I feel like it would be, like, a couple mil. Personal? <laughs> no, no, because, like, with medium, like, it's everyone balanced out. But with average, like, there's... I know there in Dubai there's lots of, like billionaires and then there's like people who I don't know let's say oh, yeah, under a hundred grand so I feel like it will balance out to be like a couple million a year. Dubai's average salary range extended from a monthly salary of about fifteen hundred USD to anywhere up to twenty seven grand USD per month. Yeah, don't know if that helps. I'm looking at it right here. Um, the average salary in Dubai is five thousand three hundred USD a month. Yeah, that's the median. sorry five thousand eight hundred fifty-two. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's so per person. Per person. Yeah, because our taxi driver last night he was talking. Our taxi driver last night he was making um. Fuck up! I don't remember. Never mind. Cancel. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> That's fucked. Do you know capital punishment's legal in Dubai? What? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Death penalty's on the table, bro. Don't fuck up. <laughs> they doing what? What do you have to do? Execute, no, under Emirate law, uh, multiple okay. crimes carry, carry death penalty and executions can be carried out through firing squad or stoning, so just be aware. Okay. One thing I want to say, Dubai is probably the safest city in the world. Yeah, because they'll fucking do your stuff. Sure what do you say? I'm pretty sure porn is illegal in Dubai. Illegal? Illegal. I fucking yeah, got dude, a good a, This is crazy. <laughs> this is the first major city I've been in where I've not seen a single homeless person. Not one. Like you go to Toronto, there's homeless. Vancouver, there's homeless. Calgary, there's homeless. Columbia, there's homeless. Edmonton, there's homeless. Not a single homeless person in Dubai. Not one. That's fucking wild. Yes, porn is illegal. Damn, was- son. Dude. He's gonna be on death row next week for trying to wank. <laughs> nope. Got it. Got it locked in, Brady. Yeah, been My disciplined. Man. My man. <laughs> Yo, that's fucking wild. I'm learning a lot about this. This is pretty cool. Yeah, I watched another video. Dude, Dubai's sick. I think everyone should come here at least once, just to see like what's possible like i counted like cranes yesterday i stopped counting at 50 cranes like of how many buildings are being built like you're driving downtown to buy like one two three four and i count like 55 so i'm like fuck i'll get more that's just crazy dude yeah that's wild dude they actually block it in, in dubai you can't even watch it and if watching porn in dubai may lead to prison time that's fucking nuts it's strictly prohibited good that's wild dude no it's just crazy <laughs> Yeah, it says in here, like, some people try and get around it, like, cleverly, and, like, it doesn't work. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Like, how do they know? But I guess they do. <laughs> um, dude. That's fucking wild. Oh, yeah. 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 
No, no, no. What are you gonna say? You look, you look so hyped about whatever was just about to come out of your face. Dude, I was gonna say clothes here are so cheap. I bought two pairs of jeans, a leather jacket, and uh, seven shirts for 190 Canadian. It's actually pretty decent. Yo, that leather jacket is decent. I love it. Dude, you want to see it? Yeah, show it. Show it's it. so cool. It's my favorite thing I've ever bought. Oh, you're like a fucking gangster. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I got you. That's, that's pretty cool. sick. Isn't the fuel there also like almost the same price as water? Fuel? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure in Dubai the fuel is like it's not that much more expensive than water in comparison to like other places. I actually have only seen one gas station since I've been here and I didn't see the price on it, but I'll look next time I go out. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's in terms cool. of cranes, I just searched up. Apparently, uh, in 2006, so not anymore, but before Dubai was home to 24% of the cranes in like the entire world. That's pretty wild. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Well, dude, there's so many skyscrapers here. Like, well, yeah, there's so many skyscrapers, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, even in just Brady's window, there's like six of them. Oh, I got a picture last night of us driving like downtown to buy through it, and it literally looks like something in like a movie. Like, it's just like skyscrapers on both sides, and it's just like you're like in like a tunnel of skyscrapers, like forever <laughs> for like fucking 20 minutes. The city in the future, man. Dude, it actually is, though. Yeah, I'd recommend. You guys come here at least once. I think everyone should come here once just to see like, what's possible in the world. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, I think, on the bucket list of places just to, just to experience. It's crazy, though, because my list keeps getting longer. Like, the more I think about it, I'm like, fuck, now I want to go there. I want to go there. <laughs> just remember, man, like, the world is actually, like, die in five seconds, so go travel. For real. I'm having like this like small existential crisis where like every time I put money away in investments, I'm like, oh, but I could just go here instead, you know? Like it's just like fuck. Like I'm like I want to invest, but I also want to like fuck off and go see places. Like it's a yeah, it's a head trip. Yeah, I gotta hop off here, boys. Gotta be up bright and early in the morning. But in case this ever makes it out of uh, out of our files thank you listeners for tuning in to the very first ever recorded episode of the prime five podcast hope you enjoyed I took a lot away from it and you know just remember live life like each day is your last <laughs> yeah, i'm actually good at those max is the guy live long <laughs> yeah. all right boys Okay. Brady, enjoy your day in Dubai yeah. here. Yeah, have a good day in Dubai. Thanks. Have a good sleep, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see you, boys. Right, see you we'll, we'll discuss it next week, time. Okay, see ya. Yeah. See ya. See ya. everyone you've been listening to the prime five podcast with your hosts max skyler brady zach and dan if you're enjoying the show remember to smash that like button and share with your friends if you want to follow us or get more info head over to our instagram page at prime five pod 
check us out, shoot us a DM. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. But here's the thing, like with partying, is that there's an inherent risk to it that I don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do it. You shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things, and just everything that happens, you're like question it and just continue on without like trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of emotion to it. Just like the fact that like how fragile life actually is. Here's the thing like with partying is that there's an inherent risk to it that I don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do it. You shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things and just everything that happens you're like question it and just continue on without like trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of emotion to it. Just like the fact that like how fragile life actually is. Here's the thing like with partying is that there's an inherent risk to it that I don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do it. You shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things and just everything that happens you're like question it and just continue on without like trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of emotion to it. Just like the fact that like how fragile life actually is.